You're listening to Between Two Ravens with Sean and David. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about Yule. I'm not going to be able to put together a comprehensive description of Yule. And as I'm researching it, I'm starting to think that there's really not one answer to what is Yule. The word Yule comes from one name for the ancient gods, the Yule beings. And two of Odin's 150 names were, one was Yolnir, the Yule figure, or Yol father, the father of Yule. At the core, it's a celebration of the winter solstice. The solstice is the longest night and the shortest day of the year. This is most pronounced at the northern latitudes, where the tilt of the earth on its axis causes these regions to receive the least sunlight out of the year. This year, Yule falls on December 21st, 2022, and I didn't have time to record the episode before the 21st, but don't despair that Yule can last for several days, both before and after the solstice, and the essence of Yule is a celebration of the end of the year. And besides that, you're likely already celebrating many Yule practices without knowing it. To bring an evergreen tree or tree branches into the home, to go caroling, uh, particularly with alcoholic beverages, is to go wassailing. And Santa Claus has nothing to do with the birth of Christ. He is a pagan deity that no amount of Christianization can get us to leave out of the winter celebration. To slaughter an animal and feast with friends and family and to take days off work. This is the celebration of winter and the end of the year that can never be taken away from the people. So rather, it was incorporated into Christian practices and holidays. There are references to Yule celebrations in the Old Norse sources, but I'll leave that to Sean to do the research and figure out the specific sources. Um, And we might discuss a few of those at the fireside chat in January. But there's one that comes to my mind as I looked through some of them concerns a king who had recently converted to Christianity, yet he was still expected to preside over the Yuletide celebrations. And he had to strike a compromise. As a Christian, he didn't really want to participate, yet his people wanted him to. So he would only inhale the vapors of their food rather than taste their food. And he used white linen napkins to avoid actually touching anything that was a part of their pagan sacrifice of the the animal for the meal. But mythologically and archetypally speaking, what is Yule all about? It's the longest night and the sun has disappeared. The beautiful shining Balder who has gone to the underworld. And the Sky Father laments and has left us. But the Earth Mother remains during the cold nights. And the first night of Yule is often celebrated the night before the solstice as Mother's Night to celebrate the goddess, the mother, Frigg, also the maternal spirit that's inherited and passed between generations, like a guardian angel or a fairy godmother. And I see clear parallels in this to the idea of the anima. The mother is honored. And then on Yule, people celebrate to bring the return of the sun, the astrological sun, but also the archetypal child. Yule is often celebrated with lighting a candle or a bonfire. Carl Jung describes that the archaic man, who can still believe in the mythology of his culture, found meaning in his rituals, because it was necessary to perform the rituals in order for the earth to continue turning and for the sun to return again. The modern scientific man cannot understand where he actually fits into this universe. And it's an interesting parallel that spring signifies the return of the daughter, For the Greeks, this is Persephone and her return from the underworld. And the spring equinox is halfway between the shortest days of winter and the longest days of the summer solstice. But that is a discussion for another day. Yule is a celebration of rebirth, the hope that the sun will return to the earth 
and, and it will warm the earth in time for spring planting, beginning the cycle all over again that continues through to the fall harvest. There are various theories on how many days Yule should last, but if Yule begins the night before the solstice, then 12 days would land on New Year's Eve. And I find it interesting to see what traditions I grew up practicing as a Christian in the United States that are cited to be originating in Europe before the time of the Christians. Cooking a ham, having a fire in the fireplace, or lighting a bonfire, the evergreen Christmas tree, stories about elves and supernatural creatures that have no apparent connection to the Bible or any um, Christian stories other than, you know, the wise men, they brought Christ gifts. So that's like what Santa does, right? And then also warm spiced apple cider. And I'll explain that one more at the end. So I'll be providing a list of links that I found with fun stories and traditions of Yule in the show notes. But I wanted to describe just a few of my favorite that stood out as I was uh, internet searching and Googling to learn more about Yule. In some traditions, Santa Claus appears to bring gifts to the good girls and boys. But that's after his dark shadow form, Krampus, brings tricks for those who've been naughty. But my favorite, as I looked at all the versions, is an Icelandic folktale, which describes the giant Lepaluti, who is lazy and mostly stays at home in his cave. But his wife, Gryla, is a giantess who has an appetite for human flesh and cooks naughty children in a pot. And they have 13 children who are pranksters and harass the town folk during the season. So at least the way I see it, the Santa Claus is clearly this gluttonous oaf, and it's Mrs. Claus who eats the naughty children. And Santa's elves are actually his 13 naughty children who run around and hide rotten potatoes in your shoes. Also in the Icelandic tradition, you would be thankful that your auntie or your grandma got you new clothes as a Christmas gift, because anyone who has not received new clothes by December 24th will be eaten by the Yule cat, who I can only imagine is a large saber-toothed tiger. In the Wicca tradition of Yule, King Holly and King Oak are the aspects of the god, the partner to the goddess. In Norse mythology, we haven't learned much about the goddess other than that Loki is a constant annoyance to her, but King Holly and King Oak are supposed to be competing fertility gods, one that is increasing in strength and one that is decreasing in strength. So my theory, could these be Thor and Freyr? The Freyr is typically seen as the fertility god, but he's clearly in a fairly impotent form in the myth Skirnismal. Thor is the god of thunder and slaying giants, but also the god of the rain that makes fertile the fields, his wife Sif. Thor has clearly been increasing in strength over the course of the myths, regaining his hammer, becoming secure enough in his masculinity to wear a wedding dress, and finally becoming bold enough to get in the water and catch Loki in his fish form. King Holly is at his strongest at the winter solstice, and then it is King Oak who is only newly born. The Dark King will fall in battle to the Oak King at the spring equinox, and then the Oak King will regain his power by the summer solstice, and the cycle continues. An episode of Between Two Ravens would not be complete if I did not mention a phallus sacrifice, and what better than the evergreen tree, a symbol of masculine power growing out of the earth and growing towards the sun, and it's harvested and brought into the house as we approach the darkest time of the year, a sacrifice to ensure new strength, fertility, and creation in the new year. And the final tradition that I never knew that I needed in my life is wassailing, to take apple cider and warm it in a crock pot with warming spices and adding whiskey or brandy or your favorite liquor. And then you take it around the neighborhood with a group of friends and sing drunkenly door to door and share a cup of cheer with anyone who takes the time to open their door 
and appreciate your joyful singing. What better way could there be to celebrate the end of the year? And I put a recipe for uh, my recipe for wassail in the show notes and on our blog. And finally, Yule is a time to reflect on the past year. What things can be left behind and left to die? What spirit and energy will be brought into the new year? Rather than resolutions of losing weight and going to the gym or cleaning out the garage, looking into the depths of your soul and reflecting on what truly matters and bringing that light to the world.